Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela, and thanks for tuning in to Finding a Foothold. And this is the podcast where we get to share in the lives of other caregivers. We get to hear their story, and we soon find that their story also contains our story. Because we all share many of the same challenges, we have many of the same struggles, we have some of the same concerns. We have the same questions. And that we, we also, we share in the same victories. We're learning. We're growing as caregivers as we are figuring it out. As we're trying to make it happen, we want to do a good job. But sometimes we just don't know how to do it. And here on Finding a Foothold, I want you to find hope where you can receive help in navigating some of those challenges that are occurring in your life. So in today's episode, I'm going to introduce to you Mary. So let me tell you a little bit about Mary and how I got to meet her. Mary lives alone. Mary is a widow. Her husband died six years ago. And Mary has really embraced her life as a, a, a widow. I am just in awe of how she shared with me her story about how she just really couldn't see herself without her husband. The person who she had shared over 45 years of her life with. She really says that so much of who she was was intertwined in who he was. And it was such a devastating blow to lose him and how she found strength to just carry on. And so Mary's story is that she, she, Mary lives alone. So she's in a little gated community. She still drives. She has a little garden in the back. And she's really, really proud of the fact that she is able to, to be there, that she's really has a, a little circle of friends and she's really beginning to enjoy her life again. And Mary has five daughters, uh, and they're very close family, uh, and they are very protective of Mary, and they really just really want the best for her. Mary wants her independence, and, and they have really respected her in that and have allowed her to, to have her space in her home. Well, look, with this new diagnosis of the bladder infection, uh, Mary's now home. And look, Mary, she's quite sick. You know, she came home quite sick. Uh, she's one of the ones that, you know, you really wish they could have kept her in the hospital a couple of days gave her given her some some treatment and a little therapy before sending her home but that did not happen just with the short staffs in the our local hospital and just 
just having no beds for her, Mary was just given an antibiotic treatment and sent home. And then she was started with home health services. So in meeting Mary, Mary was quite weak. She could walk maybe 10 feet and we were introducing the use of the walker. So in, in meeting Mary and getting to know her, part our assessment it includes a physical assessment where we're looking at range of motion, we're doing manual muscle testing, we're looking at balance, we're looking at endurance, we're looking at uh, vision, hearing, we're looking at all of those things that can impact how someone can take care of themselves. And then our question is always to the patient, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to see happen in therapy? And Mary, before I could even finish the sentence, she's like, I want to stay in my house. I want to live by myself. I want to continue to have my friends. I, I, I'm not stopping driving. I'm going I'm like, Mary, we're, okay, we're not taking your driver's license, Mary. Are you can, we're, we'll get to that. She looks, she's like, I like my independence and daughter's in the room and she's, she's not in her head. Yeah. We want her, we want mom to remain independent. But we're scared. We just don't know what to do. And, you know, and I can understand both parts. I, I appreciate that she wants to be independent. And I would love to see her get there. But, you know, as a daughter whose mom had multiple illnesses, there's fear. We, we don't want anything else to happen. We want to make sure they're okay. And that's where the daughter was. She's like, yeah, we want her here, but we want to make sure she's safe. But we're really not sure if it's not time for her to go into assisted living. So we're all open and we're having this conversation together. And, and my response is, Mary, we hear your goals and we're, we're going to do our best to see if we can make that happen. So the bladder infection, the dehydration issue is being addressed. And we're here as therapists. We're now here to see if we can get your strength back. So over the course of time with Mary, the goals were to address the weakness while at the same time making her house functional for her. Because right off the bat, we can see that the way that Mary was functioning before, she's not able to do them now because she just is too weak to do that. So the key component that needed to happen right away was someone needed to be home with Mary. And luckily the daughter is employed in a job where she could work from home. So that immediately solved the the biggest problem is having somebody there to help Mary while she was regaining her strength. And see, and then looking at Mary and just looking at the fact that all of the issues that we saw didn't appear to be permanent deficits. They were all things that could be overcome with compliance to a home exercise program and compliance with using the appropriate techniques that were being taught and compliance with making sure that the home was set up to accommodate Mary as she progressed through the various stages of her recovery. So for me, immediately, because she has someone there with her, I'm not about making any permanent home changes. Mary wasn't in need of these major knocking down walls, bringing in big expensive equipment. Mary just needed help for now. And she needed small things tweaked in the home to allow for 
use of the walker. Mary's now using a walker because she just doesn't have the strength to walk independently. But the goal is to progress Mary from the walker to a cane and then without a device as she's progressing in her strength and endurance. So Mary was an example of someone who wanted to get better and had the capabilities of getting better, but she also needed that support along the way until we could get her back to where she was previously functioning. So her case, it entailed teaching daughter how to provide that support. And as we were going through different tasks with occupational therapy and looking at how she is dressing, grooming, bathing, toileting, all of those components and looking at the level of help and the level of care that was needed with each task, we were able to teach the daughter how to help her by only providing the support that she needed, not getting in there and doing too much for Mary and not allowing her to regain those skills that she needed. And as we were progressing through the personal care task, then we started adding in those those IADL tasks, those instrumental activities of daily living, where we were now bringing in the components of cooking. As Mary was gaining strength and able to now do those light tasks, daughter was there as we were first able to introduce the, the easiest meal of the day, which tends to be the breakfast. And daughter being right there and making sure everything was close at hand, that Mary was using those techniques that, that she was instructed to do, and how Mary was taking breaks when needed, and we, where she wasn't overexerting herself, but trying to resume things in a slow, steady progression. And then adding to that those laundry tasks and all of those things that Mary really valued doing. Look, as an occupational therapist and we're in there, we want to address the things that are important to the client. And Mary wanted to resume everything that she was doing before. So with Mary, we did recommend a seat in her shower. And we were also teaching Mary how and where to perform various tasks. And her daughter being there and being able to guide Mary through these stages was very key in her recovery. And another key to the recovery is Mary had to do her exercise program. And you know, that's one area where we do see that patients tend to lack in is that they do not see the importance of doing exercises. And these exercises that we're given, they can be 15 minutes of exercises every day and just compliance with the home exercise program. It just helps to speed along the process. So in Mary's instance, we were able to come up with a plan that strengthened Mary's body, that slowly incorporated those tasks that she needed and wanted to do on a daily basis. And we included education to the daughter on how to help Mary with those various tasks. And we were also able to make minor recommendations on some safety equipment in the home. So, you know, with it, with a recovery from an illness, when it's only a minor setback, people can regain those skills. People can return back to that prior level of functioning. It just needs to be done in the right progression. It needs to be done with the right amount of help. 
And also there may be changes in the way that things were done before that you change how they were being done before, but you're still able to do those tasks. So thanks for listening. And I hope as you were listening, you found something that you can relate to in your story as the caregiver of of someone who is battling an illness and saying that just giving them time to recover. And sometimes it's these temporary things that some caregivers can tend to go overboard with and think, oh, it's time for mom to go to assisted living when maybe not, maybe not yet. Just making these minor little tweaks can allow them to stay in their home and to be functional and just to resume a good quality of life. Some things may need to change, may need to be a little bit different and that's it. It doesn't have to be this expensive, big change in their life. So look, I thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode just encouraging as you're trying to be a support for your parents. Come back again next week where we will share into the life of another caregiver. And I want to challenge you to call in. Share with us your story. Share Uh, with us your challenge I will bet you that someone else has that same challenge and maybe your story would also be encouraging to them and I'll see you again on next week goodbye